Good morning. morning. While Tracy's checking everybody in, I'll just go ahead and, you know, do get some brief introductions. I like, you know, I like the spotlight, so I'm going to stand in front of the screen. This is episode 195 of Bourbon Pursuit. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Coleman, and let's go through just a little bit of uh, our news, if you will, because... I want to make sure that you are getting your travel booked and your tickets bought for Bourbon and Beyond 2019. It's going to be taking place September 22nd and 23rd. The headliners have been announced. The acts have been announced. You've got people such as myself and Ryan and Fred and Blake from Bourbon Air and Brian from Sippin' Corn. We're all going to be there. Oh, and Jordan from Drinking Bourbon. We're all going to be there. We all have sessions on the stages at the Bourbon Tents. We want to see you there. So go and get your information and tickets about the festival at bourbonandbeyond.com. For all our supporters out there on Patreon, we have to say thank you. And for people that are on the edge about it, guess what? We've got some new reward levels available. We have some that are just our thank yous at $1 a month, and we have them all the way up to $250 a month. That gets you bottles of Pursuit Series. You get your opportunity to be on the podcast. You also get a one-year subscription to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Tons of stuff. I want you to go and check it out, patreon.com slash bourbonpursuit, because we wanted to revamp this to bring newer and fresher rewards. And it's also a reminder to say thank you for everybody that is supporting us because it is that community that funds this podcast to keep it going. So again, huge thank you to you out there. And episodes six, seven, eight, and nine from Pursuit Series are now available. You can check out our revamped website that makes it a little bit easier navigation and quicker buy now buttons over at PursuitSpirits.com. You've probably heard us talk about Westport Whiskey and Wine on the podcast before. We recommend it highly as one of those retailers for folks to visit when they're coming to Louisville when they're seeing the Bourbon Trail. They have a very large tasting bar and plenty of private barrel selections available. And those private picks is kind of what put Chris Zaborowski on the map. This session that we're going to talk about or that you're going to be hearing from today was recorded at the Higher Proof Expo during the 2018 Kentucky Bourbon Affair. The 2019 Kentucky Bourbon Affair will be taking place June 4th through the 8th. It's five days, 19 distilleries, and 45 total events. Tickets for the 2019 Bourbon Affair are currently on sale, and you can find out more information at kybourbonaffair.com. We've got Fred Minnick with Above the Char. I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. The Kentucky Derby is coming up, and if you live in Kentucky, you know it well, because we've been celebrating it really since last year. And the fact is, the Kentucky Derby is a part of our culture. It's who we are. It's, it's it, Next to bourbon, it's probably the most important um, asset that we have to this great state. And frankly, the horses also add like an element of beauty to the Commonwealth. We also get a lot of uh, phone calls for tickets and emails wanting to know where the special parties are. That's always a lot of fun to tell people like, hey, there are plenty of tickets available. Five grand a pop if you want to sit here. Five hundred if you want to sit there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's expensive, the Kentucky Derby is. But it's a once-in-a-lifetime event. And if you've never been, you have to find a way to come out to Kentucky and enjoy the best two minutes in all of sports. 
With that said, if you cannot attend, you can still enjoy it at home. I dare say your local market will probably have a Kentucky Derby party. And if you don't have a Kentucky Derby party already in existence, then create one. In the the latest issue of Bourbon Plus magazine, Peggy No Stevens talks about how to throw a Kentucky Derby party. And if you are looking to find ways to bet, there's no need to bring in an outside bookie. All you have to do is download the Twin Spires app and you can bet on the horses as, um, as they're getting in the gates or even while they're in the paddock. You can bet days in advance. And I'm telling you, betting on horse racing, especially the Derby, while you have bourbon in your hand, there is just something romantic about it. It's a connection to who we were in the past and a little bit of who we are now and where we're going. So some hints on your betting. I like to focus on the speed. Like there is a, there's a line in the program where it talks about the speed. Always pick the fastest horses and the last turn. Those are the horses that can always give you a shot of winning. And so what I like to do is I also like to compare the speed to the odds. So if I see I have a fast horse with 20 to 1 odds, I pick him to win, place, and show. And about 35% of the time, I get in the money on that. Now, you may say like, well, you're still losing. It's horse racing. You got very low odds. So 35% is not a bad, not a bad percentage in horse racing. So I hope you uh, bet on the Kentucky Derby and have a good time. If you are coming to Kentucky, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. You can find me at Fred Minnick. That's at Fred Minnick. Until next week, cheers. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 000 Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. My name's Chris Zabarowski. I'm uh, owner of Westport Whiskey & Wine here in Louisville, Kentucky. 
been doing this for a little while, 10 years for the store, but I've been in the beverage alcohol business for well over uh, 30 years of my adult life. I was one of the first wine educators here in the community uh, and also was helpful with founding the original member of the Stephen Thief Society and helped write the curriculum on developing certified bourbon stewards. So that's sort of one of the reasons that brings me to this. Most important criteria for all this, why I do it, like you, I like, I like to drink. I like good whiskey. I like to experience it. I like to share, you know, share a lot of those situations. So we're going to talk a little bit about today before we get into the delve into the tasting, you know, some, cover some key characters. You know, what's all the fuss about single barrel whiskeys? Well, obviously, uh, or just w bourbon in general, is return to that idea that life, uh, the quality of the spirits that are produced in Kentucky, are, we've all known about it for a long time and the world's just now finding out about it creates its own challenges in its own right. And then we'll talk specifically about doing barrel selections and what the things that you will need to know. All right, so whiskey supplies are very limited, as we all know, and that's really, that's really frustrating for a lot of us. I'm sure it's frustrating for you as a consumer, like going, and I'm really impressed that you're all here and not standing in line at some of the other release parties that are going on this morning around town. So thank you all for doing that as well. I mean, because it's, it's a challenge for all of us to find the stuff we get. It's gone from us, for example, our barrel allocations. Last year, we, we did, uh, I think, well over a dozen barrels of Four Roses for last year, and we were only allocated three for this year, for example. That's, that's how tight the whiskey business is becoming. Demand for bourbon is everywhere. You know, good, bad, or indifferent, our, our suppliers are, you know, are trying to send more whiskey across, you know, around the world to other countries, as well as, you know, around the states, and that dwindles the amount of whiskey that's good whiskey that's available for us here and the opportunity to, to get something. You know, we started doing a long time ago the single barrel program because we thought there was a real opportunity to talk about something unique. A lot of the people market their brands saying, we have a taste. We want you to taste this way. We want you to want it, want, want it to always be consistent. So what we decided to do was to go after the single barrel aspect of this, is find those sweet barrels. My first experience with doing that was back in 1998, I had the opportunity to go uh, with Jimmy Russell and Eddie Russell through the old Wild Turkey Distillery. And that was the year that Russell's Reserve was created. It, Russell's Reserve came about from that little bit of the sweet barrel story, where Jimmy and Eddie would always go and know where in the warehouse they could pull a really good barrel of whiskey. Now, Jimmy was humbled at the time because he didn't want it to be named after him. But at the marketing at the time, the parent owners of, at that time, Austin Nichols, said, well, we're going to brand this whiskey and name it after you. Since you're picking and finding all these little sweet barrels, we're going to do that. So that was the first time it resonated with me that there's some distinction going on to find a really good barrel of whiskey within situations. Of course, we've been on the Buffalo Trace Tour. Most of you all, if you've been on that, you've heard the story about how uh, Blanton's, you know, one of the Blanton's brands was created. Elmer T. Lee would go pick single barrels of, you know, Blanton's bourbon for Colonel Blanton for special occasions and events. But he always knew where the sweet barrels were. And of course, if you believe the, uh, you know, the, the funny stories about, that are written on the back labels of Larceny Bourbon about uh, John Fitzgerald knowing exactly where all the sweet barrels were because that's where they usually found him you know, drunk but, you know, that, the, at the, in the old Fitzgerald warehouses. But the other aspect is every, every stillman and every people that work the warehouses know where those sweet barrels are located. And that's the fun part of learning that as we've been doing this. And ultimately, to go and pick a barrel is a great experience. Get the opportunity to actually go 
and it used to be that we were able to crawl around the warehouses, but uh, now that's been even more interesting, is that uh, only a few people let you actually go into the warehouses where we used to literally go in and watch people shimmy down the ricks and d take a drill and take the whiskey right out of the barrel for you that day. Um, there, there's a little, law, a little federal law called OSHA that you know, a lot of people are standing by and saying, no, we can't do that anymore. We can't take the consumers up in, into those types of situations. But still, the fun ones to have great experiences, we'll talk about those in particular. What you're going to need to know should you want to go after a barrel on your own. You're going to have to have a retail partner. I don't care what state you're in, where, where you're from. That's just because of the, because of the 21st Amendment. We have a three-tier liquor law system in this country. Uh, so you have, to, you have to have a retail partner in order if you're going to try and purchase a barrel on your own. All brands are allocated now, and it's gotten worse, as indicated, talking about the Four Roses situation. You can't always get what you want. Uh, if, if I had audio, we'd be playing, you know, little Rolling Stones at the moment. Uh, so knowing that, you have, to, you have to talk about, and we'll talk about each individual brand here in a minute, what you can, what you can look for. You're going to visit the distillery and make the, or make a selection. You have two ways to do that. If you go to the actual, go to the distillery and get the opportunity to get an appointment to do a barrel pick, that's the best way to go. But if you're from out of state and you can't always make it back over here, they will send you samples. And I will tell you this, if you get three samples from a distillery and you don't like them, tell them you don't like them and ask for three more. It's their job to get you what you're looking for. Don't settle for what they send you. And if you run into resistance with that, have your retailer advocate for you in that regard, too, because I think that's real important. We've, we do that. You know, there are certain small distilleries that we have to get barrel samples from, and I can tell you a number of times we've sent the samples back saying, nope, not, not, not what we're looking for. You know, so then you have to, you know, look at your delivery lead time. If you're trying to get something for Christmas, you're already too late in a lot of respects, you know, just for example, for this year. Uh, because the only reason I'm saying you're too late because most everybody's already cut off their, their appointments. I just got cut off from Wild Turkey just the other day. There is no new dates going to be offered for the balance of the year. So you have to know those type of situations as well. Samples, if, if you get the sample sent to you, that's usually the quickest way to get a turnaround on it. So if you're in a shorter time frame, that's actually the faster way to do it because that way you're not dependent upon an appointment. You know, the availability of appointments at different distilleries questions on that? I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but there's just some things that you need to be aware of as you're, as you're dealing with that. So quickly we'll go through, because really we're going to talk about the whiskeys and talk about each individual experience. From the legacy distilleries, we call that, those are the big, you know, those are the big guys that have been around for a long time. At Barton in 1792, that's still one of the, is one of my favorite little places to go pick a barrel. You actually, not only do you get the, not only do you get the consumer tour, you get to go around and, you know, look at, look at the facilities, but you actually go into the Barrel Warehouse H. They have, you know, usually between four and six barrels, depending on the size of your group to choose from. You get to bunk, you get to beat the bungs out of the barrels. You get to put the pipe thief in. You get your hands wet, full, covered in whiskey, and you get to taste it. It's a great experience. So if you can get an appointment there, that's a really good one. Brown Foreman, Old Forester experience is changing. We will know a little bit more about that, but we're going to be picking a barrel in about two weeks after the opening. So we're going to be one of the first barrel selections down at the new facility. So I'll give, I have a better idea. I'm sure it's going to be fun. Used to be a good, you know, good one to go to, too. Woodford Reserve, you've got two opportunities at Woodford. You can do a two-barrel batch, which Chris is doing a class on, you know, as we speak, right around, you know, just two doors down. Uh, and that's a fun experience. I really, when I first got in this, my bourbon snob and he said, I don't want to do this. I want a single-barrel bourbon. 
But the fun part of that is they, you, you get four different whiskeys and you put the combinations together. And you would think what would be an additive effect. Oh, I love the smell on this. And I love the taste on this. Let's put these two together. It'll be a great whiskey. That doesn't always happen. And it really teaches you what the master distiller is going through when they're batching those whiskeys. It's a fun experience, and I really highly recommend it. The Double Oaked is another one of my favorite, favorite whiskeys that we've done. Uh, they sort of changed the program a little bit. We're pushing them back to actually thieving the barrels again. So uh, I'll know more about that. We've got a pick on August 6th, and we're pushing that envelope. But right now, they bring you samples out. They, they've already pulled the whiskey out of the barrel for you. So it's, it's still a great experience and a lot of fun, but the batch at Woodford, the batch place is the best to go. Blanton's and our Buffalo Trace. Everybody in, the, in their brother th- knows that the magic and the gold happens at Buffalo Trace. Well, not all of it, but you, know, the, you would think that based on the allocations of the whiskeys, based on how hard it is to find even the normal stuff on an everyday basis. When they started allocating me on regular Buffalo Trace, I was like, I can't, you're kidding me. I mean, I can't buy three cases of 175s or five cases. You know, you know, we get allocated even on by size on Buffalo Trace, and sometimes we're out of product because of that. But when you get to pick a barrel, they're, they're modifying their consumer program right now, too. It used to be the first week of December, they'd have, a, they'd have a release date for consumer barrels. And at 12.01 midnight, I can tell you about 12.05 or 12.10, most of those barrels are sold. You know, people are lining up for that. So they're, they're rethinking their consumer program. Bo has yet to release what the details of that's going to be and when that release date's going to be. But... Uh, Eagle Rare was pulled off the uh, allocations for 2018, so if you hear all these rumors, Eagle Rare is not going away. They're not going to upscale it. It's just that they didn't have enough commercial relief, enough whiskey in storage to offer single barrel programs. But it will be released uh, back in 2019. But those are the four brands you can get. And Weller, you can get either the Special Reserve or Antique 107. You cannot get Weller 12. We keep asking. They haven't done it yet. So don't, don't look for that one or ask, expect that. But that's also a fairly good experience because, again, you get the great tour. You go into their barrel warehouse and get the opportunity to get your hands wet and thieve, thieve the barrels right there, too. Four Roses. Four Roses is a really, really good experience. Um, if you're lucky, you know, Brent or Al Young will be on the barrel pick. But their team there is really... Uh, really a lot of fun. And when you're, pick, when you're picking single barrel, which is the OESK, you know, that is all, you get like four barrels to choose from. But if you're picking a barrel strength, which is really the big, is the real fun thing, you get to taste all the current mash bills that are available. Right now, this last year, there were only seven mash bills, you know, available in the marketplace because some of them they had to pull off. All the O's were pulled off for 2018. They just didn't have enough O whiskey to allow you to pick a barrel from that standpoint. But if you get all 10, that's a hoot. That's a great day. You, you're, you're tasting 10 different glasses of whiskey right there, all different mash bills. And that's, that's really one of my favorite ones to do. And there are a little, you know, you can still pull a little, uh, even though we were cut back, uh, there's still, you know, uh, just helped a restaurateur get a, negotiate getting a barrel uh, just recently, which is really a lot of fun too. So quick stories on all those. Move on to Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill right now, Elijah Craig is the only thing they're allowing barrel samples or barrel picks on. And again, you get to go back into the warehouse. You get to, you get to do the full thieving. 2019, all the other brands are supposed to be returning at, at some level. We might be able to get Evan Williams late this year, but right now, even Bernheim Wheat, which was used to be like, oh, please take a barrel of Bernheim. 
you know, I've been begging for a barrel. Now I'm begging for a barrel of Bernheim. You know, it used to be they begged us, please take one, please take one. So, and Henry McKenna, I'd kill to keep that one, but I think this last year, Fred Bennett killed us on that one by naming that, you know, the best whiskey, of, you know, in, in the uh, Ultimate Spirits Challenge out in San Francisco this year. It's not drying up or running away yet, but I think it's just going to put a, you know, it's going to put a crimp on that barrel returning to the single barrel program. Jim Beam's another really, really good, fun experience. If you're going to do a, Bob, a Knob Creek barrel to Jim, Jim, Jim Beam, that's cool. You go into their warehouse, you go to Warehouse K, all the barrels lined up, you thief, you do all, the, all that, taste. When you've picked your barrel, they get on the radio, truck backs up to the loading dock, they roll that barrel right on the truck, you go down, back down the hill, and you dump it. You get to watch that barrel being dumped, you know, gets, you know, watch the gauging tank to say how, how the fun part is everybody guesses how much the you know, gallons is going to actually hit. And then, then they take you on a tour, feed you lunch, and then you take you upstairs while the uh, whiskey's being proofed down to 120. And then you get the opportunity to bottle your own whiskey right there. You go through the bottling line. I mean, you, put, you take the bottles out of the cage, you put them on the bottling line, you fill them up. You want to take one, two, or three with you that day. You dip them in the wax. You seal them. They send them over to the gift shop, and you can take it home with you right then. It's a great experience. It's a lot of fun. Long day, but a lot of fun. Maker's Private Selection is the, is the thinking man's and woman's uh, choice of making bourbon or picking a bourbon. You're familiar with the 46 process, Maker's 46, where you, they have their barrel saves sink in. Private Selection, they give you five combinations. You have five different staves for which to choose from. And you're able to pick what combination you want to do. So that's really, that's really a challenge. Because depending on how large the group is, I've seen some groups take like seven or eight hours to pick a damn barrel. That's what, I'm sorry, that's, that's a lot of whiskey and it's way too long. But it's still a great experience because you get the opportunity to taste five different expressions of Maker's Mark and get to batch the one you like to do. Then you literally... Go and sink the staves in the barrel. They recuperate the barrel for you. You go fill it up, and then you roll it into the warehouse. It's a really cool experience. A lot of fun. Wild turkey. I say this not only is alphabetical, but honestly, without a doubt, that's my favorite of all the barrel experiences we do. You really go, you go into the, the oldest warehouse on the property, and you, know, you don't like what's going on, particularly if Eddie's, Eddie's there with you doing a barrel pick. He'll say, well, let's bounce another damn barrel out and ch- try something else. But I mean, you're, you'll wander around that warehouse and go, oh, there's a, there's a bunch of them over here. Let's try these. Oh, didn't like these. Let's go over the other side and try these. A lot of, t- lot of fun. But it, it's just a great experience because you're really right there in the thick of it. You're listening, particularly if you get the, even with, uh, we've done it now with three generations. We've uh, done them with Jimmy and Eddie, uh, Bruce and Joanne now. The, you know, Eddie's son and niece are now the next generations coming in to help with the barrel selections. And Joanne's a hoot, too. She's a lot of fun to pick a barrel with. So if you have the opportunity to do that, that's really, really a good one. The reserve rye, we thought we were going to get, be able to get one in 2018, but it's going to be on the program for next year. And then there's a lot of the smaller distilleries, but I'm not going to go through each one. But primarily, these are great experiences in their own right. Uh, we've not picked it from all of them personally yet. Uh, Copper and King's brandy one, is that's, a, that's, that's a, another really good fun one to go do. Um, New Riff, it's going to be, we're going to be experiencing them. We've picked OKI barrels from up at New Riff before, but we've already got our, we've already got our, uh, 
date picked for picking a barrel with them that's in October of this year, not next year. So that's a typo, excuse me. Uh, Peerless is another really good experience. That's why we have that to taste today uh, to go from that standpoint. And will it just reopen their barrel selection program this year? And that's, you know, Drew doesn't care about the damn, you know, feds at this particular point, OSHA coming at you. We, he, he's like, he's going down the warehouse. You're on the fifth floor, you're on the sixth floor, wherever. Let's go find a barrel. That's, that's, that's been a lot of fun. But that's our first experience there, so that's really worthwhile to try, too. One, I give, one I'll give you a little bit of plug on that I think is a really great experience because is picking a barrel over at Starlight at Huber's. Most people locally go, you know, Huber's, well, that's sweet wine. That's a sweet wine place. Well, I can tell you, the creativity on the still over there is amazing. We spent several days over there crawling around the still. My daughter and I have, and all of our family have gone over there and uh, consumed whiskey. But every time I get in there with Ted, I find something amazing. You know, uh, damn awful ugly packaging. I'm on tape saying that, but I've told Dana before, so I don't feel bad about saying that. But the whiskey is really, really good. He's making some incredibly good whiskey over there, and it's a really good experience. If you really want to just get into a really, truly hands-on, tasting a whole bunch of different selections, he's trying, he's trying barrel experiments. He's trying different malts. He's trying different, you know, different grain combinations. He's taking them off at different points in the still, and he'll go through all that with you. You're, you're sitting there and you know, having a really, really good experience you know, from that standpoint. So that's just another fun one that I really heartily recommend. I know everybody's going, I want some whiskey. All right. So, next, next, the, the big things is first question is when you're when you're uh, after you found your retailer and doing all this, what the hell is this going to cost me? We went through sticker shock one time on one of our barrel selections. Going, oh my God, this is wonderful! This is wonderful. We didn't do our homework before we walked in. Says, well, what's the cost of this whiskey? And it's going to be about a twenty-three thousand dollar barrel. So we had to rethink that one real quick. <laughs> you know, no matter how good it tastes, that's that's an expensive investment. On my end, it's a, you don't when you talk about retail from that standpoint. But anyway, it's expensive barrel, but it's really it was a really damn good. So, what is the expected yield? Everybody gets an idea already of what their expected bottle yields are going to be. The older the whiskey, obviously, the less expensive, the less the yield's going to be. But that isn't always the case. We were at Four Roses one year and picked a nine-year-old nine uh, single barrel, but we only got sixty-eight bottles, or 60, uh, 60 bottles out of the barrel. Turned out it was a leaker. Didn't, you know, nobody, you could see on the outside there was some, you know, some uh, seepage and things along those type of lines, but we didn't know how bad until we picked it. But damn, it was one of the best barrels we've ever picked. We've also picked them, you know, were uh, pretty damn, you know, like a maker's maker's experience. You know, you're getting a full barrel, no matter what you look at. You're getting 40 or 41 six-pack cases of whiskey. You know, 240 is about the max you're going to get, you know, you're going to get out of anybody's barrel at this particular point, but you'll range from the low end, like I said, at 60, bar- 60 bottles all the way up to 246. That's pretty much the range you're going to be talking about. And that helps you with your estimating your cost too. Final bottle proof. There's only a handful of places that give you bar- barrel strength whiskey. Everybody wants barrel strength, non-chilled filtered whiskey. Well, that ain't happening everywhere. Everybody's going to cut you to what their commercial proof is. People say, why is that? Candidly, it's very simple. It's the, it's the uh, approval of the labels with the BATF, or what I used to call the BATF, the TTB now. You have to get your COLA approval, your, your label approval, and not everybody wants to apply for labels all the time. So there's only hand, you know, four roses with the barrel strength, uh, and a few other the smaller people will allow you barrel strength whiskey. Otherwise, it is, you know, what, like Knob Creek single barrel is 120. 
So like when we taste the Knob Creek comparison today, both of them are 120. Nice thing about Knob Creek is when you pick a barrel there, their range, very rarely do you get 130s in a barrel pick of Knob Creek. They're in that high 120s, usually one, maybe 130, 131. I've very rarely gotten one that tasted over 134. We have seen it, but it doesn't really happen that often. So you get, you get pretty close. Or like at you know, Wild Turkey, where they go in at, where they go in at 103, you're getting, you're getting close to the barrel proof when, you know, because they, they'll run in that 112 to 115 range and you're cutting them to 110. So you're, you're pretty damn close when you look at it from that standpoint. That's, that's worthwhile. Chill filtering, uh, most everybody still does. Uh, Buffalo Trace just took that option off the table. You can get theirs non-chilled filtered now. Uh, and again, chill filtering started just for stabilization. It was to take out the, what was perceived impurities. When a whiskey got too cold, it clouded up particularly if it's below 86 proof. And that's where the process of chill filtering started, was just to stabilize the fats and the oils so you didn't have to have an ugly, cloudy whiskey. So most whiskeys, you know, are still going to be chill filtered. A couple, only a few places offer different bottle size options. Okay. Buffalo Trace is the most flexible. You can go from 175 to 375 if they have those sizes available when you're, when you're picking a barrel there. For the most part, otherwise, it's 750 milliliters at most every place you go. Some, some private label personalization that will, will allow you to occur. Uh, again, Four Roses is probably one of the best ones as far as that's concerned. They give you a whole side label. You can put whatever, pretty much whatever you want on it. As long as it isn't obscene, they'll, they're pretty much into it, let you, let you play with it. Uh, some, some of the others will do that as well for you too. But most of them will apply a medallion on the, on the, on the shoulder of the bottle that gives you some level of personalization. And then the time from selection to final delivery. As I indicated on the, one of the earlier slides, it can be anywhere from 12 weeks to 16 weeks. Of course, we got one barrel last year that got lost in translation. We picked it in September. We didn't get it until, what, March? Yeah. So it just somewhere got shifted around, and nobody quite knew exactly what happened or why, but, you know, we eventually got it. But those are the key things. All right, questions. We want to drink some whiskey here. You're all way too quiet. And you're all way too polite too. Most, you know, if we do a class at the store, people are already, people are already, you know, got the whiskey picked up already and, you know, been doing. So we're, you're doing really well. All right. You're being very polite. So ours versus theirs. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it uh, a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And you can get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, 
Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. So, ours versus theirs. Like I said, we went on early on to say that the, the key thing about doing it, finding these single barrels is a really fun experience. It's to say, all right, can you, can you taste the parentage? Can you tell the difference in the whiskeys just by setting them side by side? So in this particular case, on the top, we're going to stop. We're going to, we're, we're going to save the peerless to last on the far left. So we're going to come back to that one. We're going to start. Uh, I'm going to start with the Russells because it's going from proof. Uh, so we're going to start with the Russell's Reserve, which is the third one, top row. And actually, this is the lowest proof of the three whiskeys. That's why I'm starting there. Just give a good nose to it. Nice little bit of fruit profile. I'm getting just a little hint of cherry in there, but, you know, just a really nice and a little bit of citrus. Those are classics for coming out of wild turkey from that standpoint. Now, this first taste, let's just put it in, swish it around a little bit. Reason we're doing this one is just because this is, well, for me, it's my first taste. I don't know about you all, but it's my first taste of whiskey in the morning. And this is just the opportunity. This is just the opportunity to set your palate, get the alcohol burn out of the way, say, okay, all right, give your body the first chance to say, what the hell did you just do to me? Because when you taste something that you're not familiar with for the very first time, it's a visceral reaction. Your body says, oh, I don't understand that, or I don't know what you just did. Okay? So now we're going, to taste, we're going to taste the Russell's this time for itself. Just take a little taste. Notice where this hits you on the palate. Really good middle, right, right? This one hits you, to me, right in the middle and moves back. At 110 proof, the alcohol is going to pull the flavor profile towards the back of the throat. But it shouldn't, as like, you know, Jimmy always says, the warm Kentucky hug, it shouldn't be astringent. The first taste to me was astringent because that's the first taste of alcohol for the day. Now, I don't get that heat. Yes, I taste the alcohol. I get a little heat, but it's not in a harsh way. With me so far? Okay. So, if you're a two-fisted drinker, keep your regular Russells in your left hand. Let's take up the single-barrel Russells. Nose that one. Do you smell anything different? Less fruity? Okay, I'll I'll go with you on that one. I get a little bit more caramel notes on this one. The vanilla and caramels and toffees are showing really well in the, in the single barrel, particularly if you go back and forth. Wood spice in the, le, you know, in, the, in the regular Russell's in the nose with that little bit of fruit. Softer, more caramel aspect in the single barrel, just in the nose alone. Go ahead and taste. I particularly feel this is a creamier palate. Much fuller, yeah. Round from top to bottom, mid palate, all the way you know, front to back. Taste the upper palate on this whiskey, too. The roof of your mouth starts to get a little bit more, you know, aspect of this. I get a creaminess and a richness here in this particular whiskey. And that's what I look for when we go for a Russell's Barrel. I'd like a little bit more of their stronger aromatics, because I really think the best thing about picking a wild turkey barrel is getting that citrus component and getting that little bit of the cherry component. I just didn't get it in this particular one, but the flavor in this particular barrel I thought was amazing. If you'd go back and taste the regular Russell's right after it, and no offense, Mr. Russell, notice how thin this tastes? 
All right, so we're gonna do we're gonna do the Knob Creek next. So the Knob Creek at the top right. This is at 120 proof, so we've jumped up in proof. This particular one, I don't get this particular this particular thing I don't get a lot in the nose. I don't know about you all, I think it's pretty tight to me. Of course, these aren't the best nosing glasses, let's face it. I mean, you know, and with a big nose like mine, you have to have my glasses off to put it in there. I get just a little bit of spice, but not nothing, nothing, nothing too dominant in this particular in, in the in the nose. What about the taste? It's a nice entry for me. Comes in that nice little bit of creaminess right in the beginning, pulls back to the back with that nice Knob Creek spice. I've always thought of Knob Creek as what I call my cocktail bourbon. That's that bourbon I like to start my evening with because it's really spicy. You know, makes a, good, makes a great cocktail if you really want to do that. But just even just on the rocks to start the evening off because of the higher proof on that, on naturally, but also that spicy component. I think this delivers a really nice, elegant spice feel. So then we'll grab the single barrel version. It's, it, it, all right, the question is what discriminates Knob Creek from, you know, regular Jim Beam, and, you know, because it's the same mash bill? Well, at every distillery we were looking at, they all use the same mash bill with the exception of, you know, with minor exceptions between weeded and rye mash bills. But in the rye mash bills are pretty much the same. At Jim Beam, they make two rye mash bills. There's the old granddad mash bill and the Jim Beam mash bill. So the Jim Beam mash bill is about 72, 72 corn, 18 rye, 10 malted barley in rough approximation. They won't tell you the exact numbers, but that's rough, rough approximation. It's location in the warehouse and age. Okay. Knob Creek, Knob Creek barrels are pretty much, you know, uh, outside to mid, mid, midway and not as high up in the barrel warehouses. I think fifth floor and down is pretty much where we, where we get these, where we get the Knob Creeks from. Jim Beam is everywhere, inside, outside, up, you know, up, down, wherever, to get that same consistent flavor. Okay, and also it's only four years old. Knob Creek, as we those of us who've been around long enough to remember, it used to be a nine-year-old age statement, you know, and they took that off about three years ago. But it still averages in that eight, eight to twelve range, depending on where they pull it. So that extra time in the barrel gives you more vanillin, gives you more texture. The lower floors you start get a little bit more earthiness and a little bit more green and herbals, and then then you start getting really high alcohols of the higher floors. So back to the Knob Creek, I think this has got a greater. I think I can get. I think it's got a bolder nose. I get a little bit more. I get a little bit more toffee even in the nose on this one. And flavor profile. I think it's. Well, I liked. I liked the first glass really well because of the way it entered. I think this is a little bit bigger. You could taste that parentage because it came in at the same place. It brought that creams and vanillas right at the beginning of the palate, and it's pushing that nice spice in the back. But to me. The first one was very linear. Came in on my tongue, went straight back, went from cream to spice. The single barrel version here, to me, is giving you cream and spice and a whole big mouthfeel. It's not, it's not your teenage children competing for attention. Okay, it's, they've hit stride in about mid-20s and life is okay. And we have a house style. I'll talk a little bit about that from that standpoint. At Westport Whiskey Wine, we have a house style. Every once in a while, I go off the reservation, but you know, and we'll get a big, bold, spicy barrel. But I want creams and vanillas and toffees. I want to be, 
I want to be seduced, one, by the nose, two, I want that, I want that mouth profile to hit me in that creamy, lush aspect. To steal a line from uh, Brad Boswell, uh, who is president of Independent Stave Company, where most, most of the barrels come from, did this really great uh, barrel uh, class with him one time. And he's, he, he, my favorite line that I, like to steal, that I stole from him is, vanilla is catnip for adults. I'm, I'm in, okay? If it was chocolate, it'd be even better, but you know, vanilla, I'm, I'm in. And that's what I look for in those barrels. It's all there. That vanillin is in those barrels. The reason we toast those barrels is to get the vanilla profile out of that barrel. And therefore, you get that opportunity as it ages to get a little bit more of that. The challenge has always been is, and we've all tasted an overaged whiskey. I'm assuming at this point in your whiskey career, you've tasted something that had been in the barrel too damn long. Everybody knows it. And you go, all I get is wood tannin. Becomes less vanillin and more green wood tannin. It's like opening a very expensive bottle of Napa California red wine way too, way too early. It sucks all the moisture out of your mouth. That's what barrel tannin does in a whiskey. It's the first thing you do when you taste that whiskey is you go grab a glass of water, you grab that bottle of water and swig it back because it's sucking all the moisture out of your mouth. That's a whiskey that's out of balance to me. Now, that may be your style because I've got a group that I pick barrels with. They want those big, bold, tannic barrels. And that's, that's okay. That's why we have all the different, different things. But our style is to be that better balance. I want spice. I want wood tannin, but I don't want the tannin to be the overpowering flavor profile. And that's where I think this Knob Creek shows a great example. The first, the Knob Creek single barrel commercially has a little bit of that wood tannin, you know, on, on the aftertaste. But I think this one has wood tannin, but it supports, the, it supports the overall flavor profile and pushes it up to the upper palate. This one is just a bigger mouthfeel because of that to me. But this would be one of those barrels that would have been just batched in with regular Knob Creek. And I'm glad we rescued it. So we'll do the 1792 next. In full disclosure, the 1792 we're tasting is only the small batch because full proof isn't available commercially for them to buy for us to compare, okay? But the barrel select that we have is full proof at 125, okay? So we're looking at the 90, well, it's a mod number, it's 94.75. Three, two, one. You know, it's. But anyway, uh, so we're looking at we're looking at the uh, seventeen ninety two small batch first. And I think one of the best things about the seventeen ninety two is, it, to me, is a great fruit nose. I mean, it's just just a regular old seventeen ninety two is a great value whiskey for the you know overall. Has a, has a little bit of sweetness in the nose, has a nice little fruit component in the nose, and then taste. Comes in just that nice, nice, bright, creamy, but then immediately goes back to, oh my gosh, it's hot. To me, it, it's front and back. I mean, it's still, I mean, for under 30 bucks, it's a hell of a great, great, great glass of whiskey. But for me, if I'm analyzing this you know, candidly, I think I love the front, the sweetness right at the front of the mouth and the middle of the palate, but then it has that really woody aftertaste. Oh, uh, yes. It's questions, or not a question, but a comment he said he had some friends that 
every every year that he's gone back and picked barrel picks, he's seen how the maturity of the whiskey has gotten, how better each it's gotten better. Yeah, I mean, uh, the program that they're doing there, and Josh, who manages that program, he's really gotten the handle of, you know, finding the really where the really good barrels come from in that program. And I I, I have a kick I, I have a great kick out of going down there and picking barrels with him. So. Let's uh, try this. Let's let's nose the single barrel version. This is at full proof at 125. Notice how big the fruit nose is on this one. I get that almost apricot, peach type nose in this. I mean, it's a fruit nose, very big. A little bit of a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of vanilla in there, but it's just a hugely beautiful fruit nose. Nice little bit of spice too. To me, the difference, again, is how much rounder this glass of whiskey is. I don't get that little bit of burn. Much higher proof, but I get no burn on this particular glass of whiskey. The fruit, the vanilla, the profile, all of that balances the alcohol, in my opinion. 1792, I was just reminded, when you go to 1792, you have three different options on on picking a barrel down there. You can do a small batch like the first one. You can pick up a single barrel. They, they, they call it small batch, but the small batch in this case is one barrel. You know, you could pick it as bottled in bond or you can pick it as foolproof. They have three options that you can bottle it at. So now this is a really good linger or finish a little bit of the, whatever bourbon you want because we're going to switch to rye. So a little water would be helpful. For those of you who are not familiar with Peerless, if you've not taken the opportunity to go down and visit Peerless down at 10th, 10th, 10th and Main, I heartily encourage you to do so. It's a great tour. It's, it's a truly a family-run operation. Everybody there you know, treats you really well. They've got a great story to tell. I mean, I'm not going to go into all their history and their story, but I do think it's one of the best little tours. It's, it's one of the best hidden gems, particularly here in town. If you're not... Yeah, the 10th and Main Street. Downtown, yeah. Yeah. So if you have opportunity this afternoon, blank time in the afternoon, call and see if they have an appointment t- or tour time, but it's definitely worth going to. So now we're going to be talking about rye whiskey. Peerless, Peerless this, is their, this is a rye whiskey. This is under three years old. We're looking, right now their whiskeys are averaging about 30, 31 months old. They're coming up on three years age. People go, okay. Particularly when you get the price, you go, why am I paying this much for such a young, such a young whiskey? Well, let's take their whiskey on the top left, in this case, first. First of all, on theirs alone, I'm being seduced by the nose. This is probably the biggest nose of all the, almost all the whiskeys that we've had so far. It's a little bit of buttered rye toast. Good game to play sometime if you want to do it is to get a bunch of different rye whiskeys whiskeys, and some rye breads from a very light rye to a full dark pumpernickel, slice them up, and toast a few of them, and compare the rye flavor profiles with the whiskey. So nose-wise, I think this is a pretty damn great start. Get that nice little bit of green rye spice in the note. Mid-palate, back, because rye whiskey should not be sweet, traditionally. Now, there are a lot of rye, 
rye whiskeys, legal rye whiskeys that are barely legal because they're at 51% rye. Definition of rye whiskey is just like bourbon. 51% rye is all the minimum rye you have to have. Doesn't tell you what the other small grains can be. Most commercial rye whiskeys will have, you know, somewhere in that 50s to low 60s rye, large percentage of corn, and then your malted barley. I think the quality of the, of the whiskey is amazing. It's expensive as hell. Somebody asked what the price is. It's about a one, you know, it's, it's buck ten to buck and a quarter, depending on where you go shopping. And in Kentucky, we, yeah, even at the distillery, yeah. In Kentucky, we have a value-added tax. So every, if you're from out of town, we have, we have an 11% value-added tax at the wholesale level. So that inflates, a, inflates your bottle cost by about 15%. So you can go, you can find this, you know, a lot of places around the country about 100 bucks, or sometimes even less. But here it's 100 and a quarter, you know, 110, you know. It's just because our taxes drive it crazy. So look at the single barrel version of this. What I really liked about this one was the caramel in here. This has this, you know, really, really nice caramel profile with that, with that nice spicy finish. And the other thing I like about this is the mouth coating. Again, I'm up at the front, I'm in the middle, I'm in the back, and I'm, and this, is, this one's close to like 120, uh, it was close to 130 in the proof. It's barrel strength. Really nicely, I mean, to me it was a nicely balanced whiskey. Not bourbon, you know, from that standpoint. I think it's a little, I don't think it's as complex as some of the bourbon we just tasted, but I think it's an amazingly complex rye. So what do you think? Well, uh, yeah, the bourbon, I've been tasting the bourbon since, since it's about a couple months old, and it's, it's very, I haven't done that, but I've been tasting it all, I've been tasting it all along, it's going to be good. <laughs> but I think this rye is pretty amazing. The question was, when's the, when's the peerless bourbon come out? It'll be next, next, next summer. I've been tasting it. If you like the rye, you'll love the bourbon. Yes, I think the peerless is expensive, but I think it's damn good rye whiskey. I think it's, you know, I think it's damn good whiskey, period. It happens to be a really damn good rye whiskey. Thank you all for your time. I do appreciate it. Thank you.